Welcome to another episode of Women on the Rise, and I am with Dr. Lucy Burns, who is the co-founder of Real Life Medicine. And Dr. Lucy has taken a diet, health, and weight loss program and built it into a multi-million dollar business. And so I'm so looking forward to hearing about how she did it and what we can learn from her success. Welcome to the Women on the Rise podcast. I'm Jen Blandos, the founder of Female Fusion, and this is where we look at everything entrepreneurship for female entrepreneurs. Whether you are just getting started or you have a seven or eight figure business, we cover the topics that matter most to you as you are building growing and scaling your business. Lucy, welcome so much to the podcast. Oh, Jen, thanks for having me. It's an absolute honor. I am so happy to have you. You and I have known each other for a couple of years and we've known each other because we've been in say mastermind together and it's been so cool to see you and Dr. Mary just build your business amazingly over the past couple of years. Ah, oh, thank you. Well, you know, I think one of the delightful things about being in a mastermind is meeting people like you and other, you know, clever business brains. Yeah. Mm. Tell everybody who's listening a little bit about the idea that you and Dr. Mary had behind Real Life Medicine. Okay. So Real Life Medicine provides, um, it's, an, it's an online platform. We provide uh, health and weight loss programs mainly for women. So it's for women who have are just sick to death of dieting. They've dieted their whole life um, and we teach them how to achieve long-lasting weight loss by improving metabolism, but most importantly, managing mindset. Um, and basically so they can live long, healthy, happy, pain-free lives. And the idea came about because I had been out, I'm a GP as a general practitioner, but I'd worked out of standard general practice for quite a while, about 10 years. And I came back in and thought, oh my God, like in that time, the health of Australians and in fact, the health of people around the world yeah. has just plummeted. So lifestyle diseases have increased and the current medical model is to medicate. That's it. And isn't it that this generation now is the only generation that isn't going to outlive their parents in terms of life expectancy? Is yeah, this? possibly. Although medicine, as I keep saying to people, is really good at keeping people alive. So you'll have a long lifespan, but your health span won't be anywhere near the quality that your parents had. And diet mm. is such an important part to all of that as well. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it, it's the pillars, though, of lifestyle medicine, which is what we're about. We, we certainly, you know, talk to people about nutrition. Absolutely. It's one of our pillars, but also, uh, you know, stress management, mind management, um, gut health, sleep. Though, those are foundational and you, you, we call them levers. And sometimes you have to work out what, what are those, which levers do you need to pull to optimize your health? And you do that as well, because we're, we're talking about business today, but yeah. so much of that as well ensures that if you're going to have a successful business, that your health and your wellness needs to be there as well. Absolutely. I mean, you know, it is, it's a cliche, but health is wealth. If you, people take the health for granted and it's not until it's compromised that they're, they're prepared to do something about it. And again, the, our traditional medical model is if your health is, if there's some problem, you go and you, it's a reactionary process and you yeah. get medicated and that fixes it. 
No. no. <laughs> and it is like, that's the easy, I mean, people want easy, right? But yeah. that's, that's not going to help your quality of life at all. No. And it's two things. I think one is um, to teach somebody about lifestyle medicine, it takes time and, and it's, it's, so it's time intensive and it takes a while and there's undoing old, old habits, old mindsets and relearning new ones. And again, in Australia and around the world, the the medical models don't allow for time. Slow medicine is not one of the things. It's all fast foot throughput, you know, quick, quick, quick. And it doesn't matter whether it's a US model, a UK model, Australian model, UAE model, it's all the same. The doctors have to rush, rush, rush. And the quickest and easiest thing to do is to write a script. And, you know, for a lot of the time that is effective, but it's a band-aid it doesn't get to the root cause of the problem but you know I had that happen to me when I had breast cancer and this was years ago that I ended up getting quite sick afterwards because they pumped me through with so much medication that just my body was like I don't like this anymore and I had something called a candida overgrowth oh yeah yeah so horrible Mm. and so painful yep and no medicine would fix it. Yeah. And it was finally one of my doctors who was like, it's going to take you like quite a while to get rid of. And it is like, you need to change your diet. You need to like, there's no sugar, there's no dairy, there's no alcohol, there's no anything. You need to live as cleanly as you possibly can. And only when you do that, that you will start to feel better. Yeah. And that's so counterintuitive to what we're used to because you're like, just give me a pill or a cream or Something. Yeah, something to fix it. Three days, I'll feel better. Yeah. And yeah. it took two years. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, <laughs> I'm a big believer in clean and healthy diet. Yeah. Now, you and Dr. Mary have had massive growth. And yeah. I've seen that as well, that since the time that I've seen you, that the business has grown massively. And I want to dive deep into that because sure. so many other entrepreneurs want to learn from that. But yeah. I would love to know about your vision because we all yeah. start out with our businesses and we have one vision and I've even had that with female fusion and then the vision becomes different. Yeah. Yeah. Did you find that with your business that you started out thinking you were going to do one thing? Yeah. And then you shifted. Yeah. Yeah. So the first, I mean, initially the business wasn't even called Real Life Medicine. It was initially called Epiphany Medical Weight Loss. And the epiphany came because... Um, you know, I, I learned about um, metabolic hormones and how our hormones are driving fat storage. And it was like, right, well, we fix the hormone and we can do that with a low-carb lifestyle. And it was like, oh, epiphany. And I had done it. And like like lots of people, you fall into an area because you've experienced it yourself. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, as a doctor, I was 20 kilos overweight, had fatty liver disease, prediabetes, all the things that a doctor shouldn't have. But so many doctors do, right? They do. Like a lot of doctors are, do as I say, not as I do. Yeah, because, you know, they're often caring, overworked, over, you yeah. know, they're, they they don't have time to look after themselves. They really, they don't. Yeah. And so they just take, take all the quick, you know, shortcuts and eat on the run and grab, you know, a pie or grab a sausage roll or, or something like that. So, yeah, I was one of those. And I also was slightly in love with sugar. Like I really loved it. I loved Maltesers. I loved chocolate. It was like my downtime. I work hard, hard, hard. Then I just want to go home and eat ice cream on the couch. So yeah. been there. Uh, yeah. So, um, so anyway, I thought I'd had this epiphany. And then 
I had to change the name for a number of reasons. One, a few people thought there was a religious overtone to it, which oh, okay. is, is I'm not a, a religious person, so that didn't, that wasn't quite what I was trying to achieve. And a, and a few people called it Epiphany. And that was like, hmm, that's not the word I'm looking for either. It's so interesting, yeah. the name right. Like you think of something, because I had this with my first business as well, that I was like, oh, I, I called my first business Pinnacle, like the Pinnacle yeah. of a mountain, and we're going to help you reach it. But internationally, it didn't translate that people, I was getting called Pinnacle and Pineapple and <laughs> all of these things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Naming is so important, but also yeah. sometimes keeping it simple yes. actually works quite well. Yeah. So fortunately, um, it was early days, you know, yeah. a, a name change, rebranding. So we changed it to Real Life Medicine because that's our brand story is Mary and I are both really real women. We're not, you know, neither of us are aesthetically perfect. We don't have, you know, a size depending on which country you're in, zero to eight body. Yeah. We're not, you know, bikini models, but we are real women. We've had long, you know, long issues up and down yo-yo dieting. I've certainly been a, 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 you know, I used to call myself the diet queen. I'm an expert dieter, spent all the time just up and down. Mary's got polycystic ovarian syndrome. She's had insulin resistance her whole life. Her parents have, you know, there's metabolic. So it's about being real for us and offering people authenticity and I think that has actually been super important and helpful to our growth but I I wish more female entrepreneurs in particular would understand this that I see many times that people show up in a certain way because they think they have to yeah or it's expected Mm. I I was talking to an entrepreneur a few weeks ago and she said well I haven't been showing up online as much because I know I have to be controversial and I don't have anything controversial to say right now. And I was like, what are you talking about? She's Ah. like, well, you know, for the algorithm and I'll get more engagement. And I'm like, that's the wrong audience. Like you're speaking to the wrong people. If you're posting stuff that's controversial and you're having all of these people arguing, are they going to pay you money for what it is that you do? Yeah, yeah, probably, yeah. Probably and it's not. also an exhausting way to... Right? It's to, just negative, I think. Yeah, yeah. Negative yeah, energy. Yeah. yeah. When I, I want to have like sunshine and rainbows and yeah. sparkles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, so then I guess Mary and I, you know, again, traditional doctors in a consulting room, 15-minute appointments, you know, 40 people a day, exhausting. How can we make bigger impact without killing ourselves? How can we... How can we how can we create a model that's different, that's not reactionary, that's not medication orientated? How can we educate people but in a way that's fun and that they want to do it and it and they get results, whatever those results look like? And so, you know, we, we talk a lot about health. We talk a fair bit about weight loss. We're not actually super like weight loss is not the goal. So we spend a lot of time saying to people, it's not weight loss at any cost. If it was weight loss at any cost, you'd chop a leg off. That's how you can weigh less on the scales. But it's funny when you make those other changes that the weight loss... Yes, comes along for the ride. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So you focus on the process and the weight loss will come for the ride. But if you focus solely on the weight loss, you'll do all sorts of things that are often damaging and harmful to your body. And it's not going to last. It doesn't last, no. And that's often what dieting does. It's restrictive. You you, um, you you ruin... (laughs) 
you slow your metabolic rate down and so you end up in this lifelong cycle and this is really about teaching people to eat and nourish and nurture themselves yeah and I've seen that with my mum and dad so my mum and dad have always been I mean not heavily overweight but like not not had kids you know a lot of times when people have kids you go from being young and fit in your 20s to you have kids and you get a bit of a dad bod and a mum bod and They've always kind of, oh, we're going to cut back, we're doing this and that, but it never really lasted. Yeah. And then they looked at doing keto and they yeah. did the whole keto thing, but then also like complete lifestyle change. Yeah. And I'm talking like people in their 70s. And at first I was really worried that they would do that. And it has completely transformed their lives. Yeah. And they have so much energy. And my mum has arthritis and the arthritis pains have completely gone and my dad is out playing tennis every day. And I'm like, how cool is that? That yeah. in your 70s, you rethink and retrain your brain about what you're eating, lifestyle, mindset, all of these things, and how it completely transforms your quality of life. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And this is, I mean, this was this was the epiphany. In yeah. the, was that, the, you know, this underlying insulin resistance is easily managed with lifestyle stuff that people don't know. Yeah. And it's so easy to get that processed food in the supermarket and stick it in the microwave. And it's easy to get it, but also the processed food companies market yeah. the life out of it. And they, <laughs> you know, they, they're so strategic in where they put their products and all of those sorts of things. So for me, you know, we, we, we never taught, it's, it's never the, like individuals feel so responsible for their, their poor health. They, you know, they feel guilty they feel ashamed. And it's like, actually, it's not your fault. Yeah. Like, I know you think it is. I know you think you put the food in your mouth. No one forced you to do it. But you don't realise the messaging, the the marketing, the surreptitious. So, and the lobbying, right? Like, yeah. I grew up in Canada and I remember there was like so much lobbying yes. by the food companies. For example, milk. It was like, you're supposed to have like two glasses of milk a day. And yeah. it was like on the TV and commercials. And if you don't drink milk, you're gonna you're not gonna have strong bones. Yeah. And even as well, like with my parents, they were like, but I have to drink milk for my bones. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and all of these things that people get told that you have to do that now the research shows it's perhaps maybe not, so not a good idea. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and on top of all of that, I mean it's you know, the, the processed food is cheap and yes. so, it's, you know, yeah. it's it's difficult. It's not difficult. It is, there is some challenges to eating whole food and for some parts of our, our world, it's it's really hard. So it's this thing where we need to take the blame off the individual and look at the bigger picture. The bigger picture. And I think that's one of the things that, that Mary and I help people recognise because feeling bad about yourself is... It's not a motivator for long-term change. You can't hate yourself thin and you can't berate yourself well. So you need to be able to go. And, you know, we say to people, look, it's not your fault, but it's actually your responsibility now. So none of these people who, who made, you know, who, who made the process food, they're not coming along to rescue you. Yeah. You have to make the changes yourself. But I think if you can em- empower people, like do it in a gentle, kind, loving way with, you know, actual tools at work, then then they feel so much better. Yeah. And I actually think that that's probably the reason our business has gone so well is because people 
feel better and they tell their friends. Yeah. Well, and also as well that you and Mary are just so relatable. I think yeah. that people see that and they're like, okay, that could be me. Yeah. Or she's she could be my friend. And yes. That it's because I think sometimes with some of these other programs that if you see somebody who's parading in a bikini and you're like, yeah. it's not really relatable. No, I no, can't no. really identify with that. Yeah, absolutely. And and I mean, and you don't need to be a stick to be healthy. Like you don't totally. need to be. In fact, for a lot of those people, they're not healthy. Yeah. So it's about this, again, just changing the story on what is health. Yeah. Yes, for some people, have, uh, losing some weight will help them become more healthy. For a lot of people, you know, eat, yeah, they want to lose weight to fit into clothes. And again, there's nothing wrong with that. Like there's this other movement that's sort yeah. of now shaming people because they want to lose weight. And it's like, ah. Oh, it's not that either. It's about, you know, a, a couple of our favourite sayings. You know, one of them is, you're the boss of you. You get to decide. If you want to lose some weight, you can do it because you're the boss. If you uh, – yeah. so, yeah, really just keep helping people to assert themselves and advocate for themselves. So good. Mm. So let's talk business. Yeah. I, wanna, I want to get your brain yeah. and share it with the world about – all the things that you've done to scale your business. Yeah. So you went quite rapidly yep. to seven figures. Yep. Every business owner's dream, I think a lot of times people talk about it and they're like, oh, I want to reach seven figures. I want to, you know, do that $1 million a year. Yeah. So you and Dr. Mary got yep. to seven figures. Yeah. How would you say you did it? Like your first seven figures. Yeah. How did you do that? So I think, so I started with, like actually no business knowledge at all. It's, I, I didn't know anything. I know how to be a good doctor, really good at relating to people. I know what I would love for people. So I knew what I wanted their outcome to be. I had nothing, I, I had no knowledge. I knew that online was going to be a great way. And, and I mean, we were, you know, lucky because the pandemic arrived. So everybody had to go online. Do you think if the pandemic didn't happen, would you and Mary have, launched your business we were got yes it was already planned for 20 may 2020 and in fact a lot of people said oh don't launch just yet you know covid's just arrived we're all in lockdowns no, we all need it yeah <laughs> but they all said oh nobody everyone's worried about money because you yeah. know everyone's losing their job no one's gonna buy and i thought oh well bad luck we've already announced yeah this is the date it starts and this is what we're gonna do so um so yeah i think though i have a lifelong love of learning Trying to say, should I say that five times fast? Lifelong love of learning. And so learning is the fun bit. So learning online platforms, learning digital marketing, learning how to spreadsheets. I actually love doing Did that. you? Yeah. Yeah, I love it. So, um, so, and again, the slight blessing with the pandemic was that I was in Melbourne. We had the world's longest lockdown, harshest, strictest, longest lockdown. I had no nothing else to do. <laughs> no friends to play with, no dinners to go to. When life gives you lemons, you might as well make lemonade. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so I learned how to do everything in our business and I, I know how to do every single thing in it. And can I just say, I wish that more entrepreneurs would be like that because yeah. we should be able to do everything in our business. Yeah. We don't have to do it, but it's super useful if you know how to do it. And so often people will say to me, oh, do you know someone who can write my business plan? Or, yeah. you know, I want somebody to do this or that. But the problem is, is if you don't know how to do it, you don't know what good looks like 
Yep. And you don't know how to run your business if all of a sudden everybody is sick or yes. you know yes. people can't come to the office or whatever happens. Yeah. Stuff happens. Absolutely. And I think you, you, you're not nimble if you can't yeah. quickly do something. So, you know, people who have to wait for a web designer to update a page, it's like, no. mm. oh, I, if I want to change my web page, I, just, I can, but yeah. I want to, I can just pop in and do it. Yeah. Or, you know, you, you can outsource it to somebody, but then you, you know if they've done it properly. Yeah. So what do you think um, you did yeah. that helped you get seven figures? So I think we did a few things. Um, so, you know, I, I sought advice from experts on the things that I didn't quite know how to do, like, um, you know, online digital marketing. So I'm very coachable. And if somebody says, do this, I, I will do it. I'm a great implementer. Yeah. So I think getting advice from someone you trust is really helpful, but then implementing it. Don't yeah. just get the advice and then go, oh, that's nice and waft off. Yeah. So implementing is really important investing in yourself is important but only if you're then going to use it so um so we did a few things we certainly t we rocked up on on social media every morning for five minutes every morning we called it our 8 a.m live and it was a little tidbit coachy mini oh, bit of nice. something or other and we just did it in our dressing gowns if I got out of the shower, I went, oh, God, I haven't done it. So it was yeah. really raw. and um, But sometimes people really love that, right? Yeah. Like, I don't know if you found – so for me in the beginning, I found it was really hard to show up and I was like, how's my hair and yeah. my makeup? And then you become more and more comfortable with yes. it. And then it would get to the point that I'd be walking out at the gym and I'd be like, oh, my gosh, I just had the best idea. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I'd be like, Facebook Live or, yes. you know, Instagram Live. And I don't care. No. And I think that's one thing that people like that they're like, oh, she's like me. Yes. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yes. Yeah. So we started with that and between that and the pod and we, and we launched a podcast. Um, and again, we were trying to brainstorm the name and come up with something sort of clever. And instead, we just called it the Real Health and Weight Loss Podcast. Um, and that's, that's what it says on the tin, right? Indeed. Indeed. Don't make it hard. And, uh, and people seem to, and it's Mary and I chatting and sometimes we'll interview people, but uh, we'll, and we might talk about some science paper, but we make take, it real. Yeah, guess, we yeah. take some complicated concepts and, and try and make them really real. And one of my, you know, genius zones is, uh, is analogies. And I just love having analogies and, ta and, and taking a concept and, and making a story out of it so that people can go, yeah, okay, I get that. And so, yeah, I think that's, that's been helpful. And our podcast... I know people come in and they go, yeah, I just love listening to your podcast. So then I yeah. wanted to do your program and now look, I've, you know, I lost 20 kilos and reversed my diabetes and oh, I've nice. stopped three blood pressure pills and I go, oh, yay, yay. Honestly, the, the power of podcasting mm. and we've only had the podcast for a year. We've done 80 episodes in one year. I still can't believe I've done that. Yeah, many. yeah, wow. But it's been transformational yeah. for us in Female Fusion because you... People all over the world find you. Like I look at our statistics sometimes and I'm like, people are listening to us in Malawi. Yeah. And, you know, like and Saudi Arabia yeah. and, you know, over like in Toronto and Norway. Norway. <laughs> and you're like, that's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Like Absolutely. You, you reach people that you would never necessarily think about. 
and they're listening to you. And then all of a sudden they're like, oh, I think, you know, Dr. Mary and Dr. Lucy are pretty cool. Okay, I'm going to sign up for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I totally agree. And and humans love stories. We're storytellers yes. by nature. And when you listen to a podcast, the ones that are popular are the ones that have got stories around them. Yeah. The ones that, you know, die, the ones there's no story. You know, it doesn't mean every single episode has to have a story, but there has to be some something that people relate to. A story or the other thing as well I've started doing too that I quite like is like actionable stuff that yeah. you can, can do. Like yeah. tell me something that I can learn, yeah. that I can put into place, yes. make it useful. Yes. Yeah. I don't want to just hear blah, blah, blah. I want yeah. action. Yeah. 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 Yes. Yes. So looking at scaling up. Yes. Getting to seven figures mm. can be quite a challenge, especially in the rapid pace that you did. What are Looking back now, yeah. what are some of the challenges or maybe some of the mistakes that you made getting there? So I think that our first... So we, we we took two and a half years to generate our first million dollar revenue and then 13 months for the second. And the second, it's funny, I know, you know, it's, it's, it's just a number, but the number for me felt important because what it represented, weirdly, was that we haven't just fluked it. Yes. Like there's a bit of me that goes, did we just fluke that? Like was that just... But can I ask you something? Do you think a guy is ever going to say that to themselves? Oh, probably not. No. Probably not. Why Why do we do this, right? Do you know like, what it is also, I think, because, you know, with medicine, I did a university degree. I did lots of postgrad degrees. I did lots of things. I've never done a business degree. I don't know. I, I always keep saying, I don't know anything about business. Obviously, I know something. You I mean, do. And, um, but. But what we did to go from that first million to the second million was we 2 x it. So we just worked really hard. And Mary and I are both really hard workers. And now what we need to do is go, okay, we now need to get a bit smarter. Yes, we've got, you know, our program is successful. I don't need to worry about that. That's now, that's a given. Everyone loves it. They refer their friends. It works. It's good. I don't, but what I do need to do is work out, okay, how do we keep it? How do we scale it and preserve Mary and my sanity so that we're not having to work quite so hard? And some of it is actually letting go of the stuff that doesn't need a doctor to do it, doesn't need me to deliver it. Yeah, okay. but it is it, it is a little bit that it's your baby, right? Yeah. But we can't do everything. I think the trap is also you get so busy that you don't have time to show someone else. It is faster for me to do it than to teach you to then refer, see that you've done it to then, you know, tweak it and then, but honestly, that's not sustainable. SLPs, standard operating procedures. (laughs) So, yeah, so our next step now is to um, have a little breath and go, okay, we're not a flash in the pan. Yeah. We haven't fluked it. We just now need to get really smart and get some really, we've got, we we have a small team, but just expand that team. Yeah. And it, it, when you reach the seven figure amount that it, it's just such a different business. Yeah. And you and I have been talking about this. I've, we've been spending some time together over the past few days because our businesses are at similar levels. Yeah. And it's like all of a sudden what worked to get me here is yeah. not going to get me there. No. And you're almost like it's such a hard place to be in because you're tearing up your business in a way. Yeah. Like it, it's like, okay, this worked, but it's not working anymore. Yeah. And so you're, have, you're having to like relook at everything like, 
who's doing what in my business and what are our systems and how does that how does that work? Yes. Because it's not what we did is not going to work to get us to the next level. No. No. And if you want your business to grow, you have to have time as well. And that's the yes. bit that is feels that you know I feel like oh god I'm slacking off because I'm thinking. But the thinking the thinking is so important. Is it? You're working 80 hours a week. Yeah. You can't do the thinking. No. Yeah, so I do. I totally agree with you that, the, you know, what got you there won't get you, what got you here won't get you there. Yeah. And so, yeah, we are now moving into that little space where we're going, okay, um, our, our mission, I mean, yeah, the, the, nobody does the business for free. So if anyone says I'm not in it for the money at all, that I think that that's a bit of rubbish. Yeah. But... By the same token, if I was only in it for the money, there's a much easier ways to, you know, I could go totally. and, you know, do all sorts of things. I'm not, you know, you've got your, 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 your mission and your goals and all of that. And ours is to affect change for people so they can live long, happy, healthy lives. And I think the hardest thing is seeing people who have worked hard all their life, they retire and they're sick. And so I go, radio. the next bit for us is going, okay, well, how, how can we impact more people? And women are who we relate to, it's who we help, but also I think women have the ability to then affect their family because they often, not always, but often they're the cooks, they're the carers. So if the women are empowered and know how to look after themselves, then they will also encourage their family to, to also look after themselves. Yeah. So, yeah, so now it's just then going, all right, well, that's going to be the next strategic step for us is how can we, what what next steps do we need to take yeah. to impact more people? And it's so powerful and so exciting, but it's also really freaking hard. Yeah. And I think that because you and I are both in a similar stage at the moment where it is like massively scaling up. And I was thinking the other day, mm. just imagine like this time next year, we're yeah, sitting yeah. down and having a conversation. Yeah. And our businesses are going to be completely different. Yeah. Like yep. completely, like completely different from what it is now. And that's so exciting. Yeah. But also I'm like, oh, it's a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's like if, yeah, you've made a pair of pants and now you've got to unpick them or something. Right. It's like, uh, <laughs> I have to do it again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But one thing I thought was interesting, you and I were speaking previously about this and I think a number of businesses get to this. It doesn't matter if you're a digital business, a bricks and mortar business, whatever, that many times a business will get to a certain level Yep. and you kind of plateau mm. and your revenue stays the same and you're just kind of bumping along. Yeah. How do you break free from that? So I think there's two questions. One is, do, do you want to? Like not everyone does. Yes. So, you know, for some people, they're content with that. For us, we won't content because we want to impact change. And so that means more people. And we we actually had that experience where every single program we launched had the same number of people in it. It was like, mm. so um, part of it was actually changing our messaging slightly. So uh, again, when you're in the weeds of your business, you I thought our messaging it. was on point. I'm thinking, oh, of course it's on point. Look, we've, we've, you know, already had this much success. It must be on point. But then we weren't, there was obviously something we were missing. So again, sought some advice from an expert 
out who came in and said, yeah, it's what you're doing is you're reaching people who are already a, a, a part of the way along their journey. There's all these other people though who for whom they see what you've got and it feels a bit hard. So they're not gonna they're not gonna do your program. Feels a bit hard, they're gonna go and, and buy a shake instead. And I'm like, oh they're that's, that's not gonna work. No, it's not gonna work and it's the opposite because it's yeah. un it's a really un so it's like, right, okay. So we just need to it, it wasn't a huge overhaul, but tweak it a bit. Make it sound easier. Interesting. So that's actually one really interesting thing that if you are stuck and you do want to grow, yeah. Look at your messaging. Yeah, absolutely. Get somebody in to mm. say, because mm. this person was right outside our, our um, she had, not, had, never, had nothing to do with our business, didn't know anything about it. And when I'm telling her what we're doing, she's going, oh, that sounds, that sounds too hard. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> do you know what? I, I know the person who you worked with as well. And I, <laughs> I can just imagine it coming out of her mouth as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She calls us fade and it, And look, it, it's hard when you do that. You get somebody in who then can sort of feel like I sort of suddenly felt like I'd done everything wrong. So, ugh. But instead, it wasn't that. It's about an evolution. And that's, yeah. you just have to constantly be evolving and seeing what are the, you know, what are the stories. But you have to be prepared to go through that painful stuff, mm. right? Like yeah. it's, to, to get to that next level, you almost have to go through that pain. Yeah. To break through and go, Okay, how about the next level now? Yeah. And the interesting thing is that now, you know, the things that she was saying to us, I can now see everyone, other places doing it. I look at that place and go, oh, oh they're not going to sell anything in. Anyway. It's too hard. That sounds <laughs> too hard. They're not going to, no one's going to do that. You've got to make it easy. Yes. And I thought, ah, oh, okay, easy, right. Yes. Yeah, we all like easy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whereas my king was, well, no, I'm not, I don't want to, we're not quick fix. And we're not. We're not a quick fix. But it's actually not hard either. And that's yes. the trick. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess it's just how you communicate that. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So you, you've you been going through that whole process and mm. looking at your messaging and yeah. how you're selling and communicating. Do mm. you spend any time as well kind of looking at the data behind yeah. things and how important is that? Yeah, super important. Um and I think it's, again, it's when you're super busy, you get, you, you kind of go, oh, do that later, sort of, you know. Yeah. And um, one of the things we've been pulling back on is actually going, no, that, that's actually really, you know, the, the quadrants of importance of activities, you know, urgent and important and not urgent but important. It, it kind of got in, kept getting put into that bucket, so it never really got done. Um, but then it's like, you know, there's that meme of, of the um, the little girl who's, is a meme and she's, she, there's a window and she's just throwing money out the window. And I thought, if you don't know your numbers, that's basically what you do. People go in and they, they throw money at Facebook ads, but they don't even know if they're working or they've created a funnel, but they don't have any idea as to whether it's converting or they've got a landing page, but they don't even know how many people look at it. And it's, you know, it, it can feel overwhelming at first because you think, oh, my God, there's so many things to measure. But you've just got to start like everything. Just measure something. Something yes. is better than nothing. Even if you just track one thing, start with that and then you add to it. And you go, okay, good, I know how to do that. I'm going to add to it and I'm going to, I'm going to track this as well. Yeah. Yeah. And it's better to start with, to start small. Yeah. 
But I, I, I find it so crazy when I meet people who have bigger businesses and they're not measuring and they're not looking at the data and the numbers behind things. Mm. And I think, can you just imagine like where you would be if you had access to these insights and the decisions that you could make with that? Yeah. But you know what? I love that because that's, you know, I look at some of my things and I think, oh my God, Mary, you know, I'll say to Mary, we haven't met. I don't even know if that works. She go, well, imagine when we get it optimised. Imagine. Like right. we always keep saying, how yeah. exciting. <laughs> We've got still, there's, you know, our business doesn't run perfectly by any stretch. You know, we <sighs> wing stuff, we bugger stuff up. But the we... biggest businesses in the world. Yeah. Bugger stuff up and yeah. wing it. it. And it's really interesting that you would think that they would have it all together. Yeah. And even the biggest businesses in the world don't. So we should stop trying to be so perfect. Perfect. Yes, yes, you're right. You're right. Because like, that's that much feels... You know, I feel sometimes like we're messy and that I feel a, a bit embarrassed about that. Yeah. And it's like, actually, I just, I've got to change that. It's not messy. We're nimble. Yeah, you're rock stars. I mean, both <laughs> both you and Mary are doing such a great job. Like to have achieved that growth so quickly is yeah. amazing. Yeah. And I think though, again, it's this, it's the human connection. It, yeah. it comes down to that. There's people out there who are selling digital apps and particularly in health spaces, apps all over the place. But People want to talk to a human. Yeah. They want to feel important. They yeah. want to feel seen. Yeah. They want to feel validated. They want to feel heard. Yeah. You can't get that from an app. Yeah, mm. I agree with you. And so you've you've reached seven figures. Yeah. Sometimes I hear from people, they're like, it's my dream to have a seven-figure business. Yeah. I want to do a million dollars a year. Yeah. Sometimes I'm like, do you really? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know, it is not like the be-all and Dendal, what do, what do you find are some misconceptions around that? Um, I think particularly when you're in the first few years as we are, switching off is really hard. Yeah. So I was thinking about this coming into Christmas this year. I am going to, well, my <laughs> idea. Take a bit of time off. A bit of time off. Yeah, I keep going. <laughs> I'm going to take two weeks off. I probably won't. No, you're not. But I was thinking about back in the old days when I had a job. Yeah. I did. I took, yeah. t- I took weeks off and it was just like, great. I don't think about work at all. So there is that on-off you. But by the same token, it's also like it's it's mine or in our case, it's ours. It's our work right. I'm thinking of. I'm not thinking about work that belongs to some other person. But you're thinking about work also as well because you have, like us, it's a business of impact, right? Yeah. And you care and you're supporting people yeah. and you you want to give that time because you're making a difference. So it's slightly different as well. Yeah, yes. And it's fun. Like yeah. it's fun. Like, again, the learning part of it. I love the learning bit and I love working things out and I love being able to go, yeah, I can do that. Yeah. You know, and again, it's, I'm not... Like I'm 55 and I know more about tech than most 30-year-olds. Yes. Yes, me too, right? This idea that as an older woman, you can't, you know, you don't know what a computer is. I'm thinking, you've got an idea, mate. Yeah. I know. I can edit videos. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I can do coding. Right. So, yeah, I, I can do stuff. But that's, Jen, five years ago, wouldn't have known that. Yeah. Like. Before, because when I had my business before, because it wasn't digital and it was more bricks and mortar. So I didn't, I had other people doing things, but I, I wasn't really good at that because I'm like, well, I'm the boss. I don't need to know that. Yeah, yeah. And 
I love being able to be so digital and know all of these things. Like yeah. a lot of times more than my kids who are 15 and 20, yeah. where they were like, well, you're so old. And I'm like, no, I'm not. <laughs> I know. I know. And I just think, and again, the digital world gives women in particular a, an opportunity to create an, an amazing business that you don't have to be 40 to start. You can be 50. You can be 55. 60. 60. You can, you know, there's age isn't a barrier. Yeah. You know, I have a disability, so disability is not a barrier. Like there's all of these things that in, that empower and enable pe- people of diversity of all sorts to create impactful, successful, profitable businesses. Yeah. And it's, th- that's the power of entrepreneurship, right? That yeah. I, I feel, especially for women, that it gives you so much power and control over your life. Yeah. And whether you have a bricks and mortar business, service-based, product-based, you decide to go digital, that when you understand how to run a profitable business is a game changer. Yeah. And I think that's the key, the, the key word is profitable because I yes. reckon and people and letting go of the stuff that doesn't work. Yes. Just let it go. If it doesn't, don't keep flogging a dead We have a phrase, it's flogging a dead horse. Yeah. It's a gross phrase really, but yeah, <laughs> don't keep flogging a dead horse. If it doesn't work, let it go because then you create space for something else. Yes. Now, we have a number of members who are working two jobs. Yes. Basically, their business, yes. they have a day job that we call it. We also have quite a few doctors yeah. who are in our membership, which Great. I think is so cool. How did you navigate going from being a GP, having that business, to yeah. moving over to entrepreneurship? Was it hard? Um, yes and no. Uh, the hardest thing was that I needed to replace my medical income, more or less, so I couldn't just sort of go, oh, well, I'm not going to do this doctoring anymore because, you know, like all of us, we've got commitments, you've got, you know, got kids, school fees, whatever. Yeah. So you've got to, so I did it slowly and basically as our business grew, I was able to cut back a day and cut back a day and oh. cut back a day. And that was the easiest way to then, but it was tricky because there was a, I had, you know, again, relationships, connections with patients and I felt that I was abandoning them when I finally finished. And so I kind of hung on for the last, you know, I was doing it like a day and a half a week or something. And oh. and it was, um, yeah, and I felt really bad. Because everyone wanted Dr. Lucy. Oh, yeah, and I had, you know, doctoring is very, um, it's a big, it's a privilege because you, you hold space for really vulnerable people. Yeah. And I just was worried about them. So I did a long lead in. I wrote to them individually, talked about why I was leaving and, um, or finishing up and, you know, what we would do to support them. But, oh, yeah, that felt really hard. I bet a bunch of them joined your program as well, didn't they? Because they wanted, they wanted Dr. Lucy. I do. Yeah. Some of them, yes, some of them did. Absolutely. Um, But, you know, again, our, our aim in our programs is, to have people stay for as long as they need us. Yeah. Like I don't, you know, it, we've had a few people, again, November is often an annual member time for us who have said, you know what, I, I, I've, I've got everything. I go, great. 
I'm That's so amazing, happy. right? Yeah. Like in a way, we've been talking about this, like different programs or yeah. if you're with a coach, that sometimes you get to a point where you're like, I'm good now. Yeah. You know, you've helped me. And that is a sign of an amazing coach. Yeah. Yeah. Right? That to me is amazing. success. Yeah. If somebody leaves because they've had the outcome and the transformation, they're confident to go off on themselves. Amazing. Huzzah. That's amazing. Yeah. So what's next for yep. Real Life Medicine? So you, you've had all this amazing growth. Yeah. What are you going to do now? So, um, look, I, I, I think just fine-tuning some of our um, – I don't need to fine-tune the programs. The programs are good. We've got a couple of programs. So just fine-tuning perhaps our um, the way the a person might come in, so, the, you know, what the customer journey, so to speak. Yeah. Fine-tuning that. But actually now we're going to – our next step is to get two people on board who do all the things that actually Dr. Lucy and Dr. Mary can't do. So that will leave us to do podcasting, run our – pro, like run the live component of the program, but somebody else will be doing, you know, the the website updates and the Canva templates and all of those sorts of things that, that, um, that I've been – often doing because again because of my brain is oh it's quicker for me to do it yeah but, but it is I, I, it gets to the point where you need to step out of the business yeah so you can focus on running the business and for us it's going to be about because we want to do we do want to create impact and and create it's it's about relationship building with other businesses that perhaps have a similar audience or a similar um you know, the the majority of our women are, are probably women in, in 50, 65 would be our cohort. And so it's about we're reaching more of them all over the world. Yeah. Because this this health crisis, it's a worldwide problem. It's not just Australia nor America. It's, it's everywhere. Yeah, yeah, everywhere. Everywhere. Well, thank you so much for sharing your business wisdom and congratulations to you and Dr. Mary for your incredible growth oh thank and you i look forward to seeing where your business is going to go the next year this time next year just imagine where oh i know be. well we'll be at a female fusion event yeah. nattering yeah and going oh my god i've just 10x my business right yes that's we're going to be 10x 10x thank you so much for joining us you're welcome thanks jen thanks for joining me for this week's episode of the podcast now if you are thinking that maybe your personal brand could be a little bit shinier, I've put together just the resources for you. Female Fusion's personal branding toolkit goes into everything that you need to secure speaking opportunities on podcasts, speaking opportunities at events or conferences, and to be able to nail the very best personal branding photographs. It's all together in one handy pack with mini trainings and Canva templates. I've included the link in the show notes and all you need to do is hop over there and grab it.